Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Mindful Talk and welcome to the new year. Misty and I are here to just kind of catch up with each other and all of you. 2023. Isn't that bananas? Bananas. We started this podcast in 2020. Like it's 2023. I'm so that's, it's just crazy. It's crazy that when I was a kid and I thought about 2023, I thought we were going to be like on hoverboards. And (laughs) I mean, I guess we are on hoverboards, but you know what I mean? Like Jetsons. (laughs) So I'm a little bit disappointed that life's not more like that, but it's still great. So I'm happy to be here. I feel like um, I love these conversations because Lauren and I kind of go off in two different directions for the holidays. And honestly, purposely, I don't reach out to you um, because I feel like we kind of live these little adventures and do these things. And then when we come back together, there's just a lot of learning, um, especially when you're with your family for an extended amount of time, um, or you're taking a break from like work or whatever it is, there's lots of learning. So I'm excited to hear about your travel. So you go first. What did you do? So we had been planning this since I think before the pandemic, I think. Um, but we went to Europe for two weeks. My husband and I took our kids and we did Barcelona, Paris, Florence, and Rome. And we had been saving for a long time and planning. And um, we're glad we waited until we did because the kids are 12 and 16. And can I just tell you that we probably walked 30,000 steps a day. And, you know, to them, food was kind of weird. They did a really good job. But like, everything was just different and they had the endurance to do it and we they'll remember you know so I'm I'm happy we did it when we did it yeah yeah that's great yeah and they can be more helpful and yes um pick up their own luggage (laughs) well and can I tell you they can go do stuff alone I mean can you even imagine yes like we would be like sure go down and get croissants for the morning you know Ah. I mean so great (laughs) Or, you know, because everyone has cell phones now, like, okay, we're on the street shopping. Do you guys want to meet up at this location in an hour? You guys go look at your own stores. Yeah. I mean, that's so fun. I know. <laughs> Ooh, as a mom of youngers, that's like, oh, yeah. I know. That's I really know. cool. So what, what was your favorite part of the whole trip? You know, we all had favorite cities, like different favorite cities. I just love Paris. Um, we were there over Christmas, so it was very quiet, oh. which was beautiful. I mean, the streets were empty. We got a little bit of shopping in, some museums in, lots of walking. And I just love Paris. It, I've been there. This is my third time. And um, it's just so beautiful. And, you know, the the trip over with the jet lag affected all of us differently. 
But one thing I wanted to share with you, like unsuspectingly, the jet lag manifested in my body there as total anxiety for the first couple of days, like real physical, like almost panic attack level anxiety. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this is so overwhelming and almost debilitating. And I remembered my tools. I found a yoga class for anxiety on glow. I'm still a member at glow.com. And I took it twice a day. It's 30 minutes. I took it in the morning and I took it in the evening and I moved through the jet lag related anxiety and, and it left, it was gone. Once I dealt with it physically in my body. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you that you recognize that and that you yoga is such a good tool for that. Did you feel like, cause it, I, I get, um, a little bit of travel anxiety and like getting settled and stuff. Did it feel like your heart was beating so hard? It hurt your chest. Yeah. It was like, yes, it was like heart rate going crazy. I hate that Um, worry that something was going to happen. Like, I don't know why I forgot a kid. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, unsteady on my feet. I was like, just really stuck in my head, you know, and then Mm -hmm. having what we, we talk a lot about the second era, like you're in Barcelona, this should be a gorgeous experience. Instead, you're freaking out in your body. So I dealt with a lot of internal dialogue about it, but I was able to see that I'm not going to feel this way forever. And I have tools to help myself through it. That is so good. Did you talk about it with your family? I did um, with my husband. I didn't with my kids, but I just told him, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm feeling all this like really unspecified physical anxiety and I'm just really sick of it. And voicing it, I think is what allowed it to breathe because when I was suffering in silence, I think it was making it worse. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At home these days, we're very good about both of us being like, (laughs) I'm feeling very overstimulated or very, there's a lot of noises that are, you know, That's so getting good. it out is like powerful. It's very powerful. And usually the other person, your partner is a wonderful person because they're your partner and they're sympathetic and understanding. And perhaps in that situation, could you've not had the wherewithal to be like, yoga is my tool. He probably would have said, babe, why don't you, you know, do some yoga, you know, and maybe that could help you that, that I find that Barrett's really good about remembering my tools when I'm circling the drain sometimes. (laughs) You know, if we look at that word mindfulness and one of the translations is to remember, that's one of the translations of the Pali word sati, which is the original language of all this stuff. It's just remembering. It's remembering the present moment. It's remembering our tools. And if we forget, it's the people that we're with helping us remember it. That's all it's about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, um, So what was, because travel is travel, um, what was your biggest, like, what was y'all's biggest thing that happened that was not good that you wouldn't post on Instagram? (laughs) You know, when you're planning a trip like this, the togetherness, especially when you have teenagers who are really pulling away, you have this sort of idyllic picture of like, Oh, me and my family in Paris, me and my family in Florence, you know, and you have all these expectations and, and images, and then you get there and there is some of that real beauty, but there's also a lot of friction because we are in a small confined space for, um, an extended amount of time. And there's a lot of just 
um, getting it under each other's skin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I mean, we had that daily, we had that 10 times a day. And so for me, it was a lot of just being porous and letting it move through and letting the kids eat whatever they want. I did not control sugar or caffeine. I mean, they just, it was all out, but they controlled it themselves. My son would be like, I don't, I don't really want any more soda. I'm so sick of it, you know? And so I just really tried to hold the container for whatever happened. And, um, Sometimes I would be physically walking with them and just pull back and start walking behind them. If they were having a moment that was bothering me, like the kids fighting, you know, we've talked about how I'm an only child and I can't really deal with all that. I would just be like, I'm going to walk back here for a couple minutes and I would create some distance, you know, and then I would kind of look around and ground myself and take a couple deep breaths and work on my attitude and then join them again you know, but yeah, the togetherness, uh, beautiful and super challenging. Oh my gosh. Isn't that the name of the holiday season? Yeah. Like I, I posted a meme during Christmas and it's, um, from a Will Ferrell movie and he's like in the bus and he's yelling at kids and it says to your family at Christmas. It's like, get along, everybody get along, (laughs) love each other. And that's totally how I feel. I feel like I was like, you know, trying to be kind, but also like, can everybody just keep it together? Um, I feel like my family operates so much better on the schedule, probably most families. Yeah. Um, and once it goes off the rails, it's like, woof. <laughs> so travel can definitely do that. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun and that you finally got to take the trip. That's, and that they were older. I think that's probably a blessing silver lining thing. Totally. You know, it's before my son leaves for college. um, And, you know, he's still got two years left of high school and just physically they, you know, they've got to be their own little independent person who can be alone for a while and, and push through uh, like physical challenge and hunger. You know, there's a certain age where hungry equals meltdown. And so they can control that a little better now. And, and, uh, you know, so yeah, I'm, I was actually thinking of you, I'm like excited for when you can do something like that when the girls are older. Um, cause it was really great. I mean, that's I'm, so good. I'm, yeah. I feel grateful that we were able to do it. That's so good. We, um, we had a big family, like, I guess, um, it was a big goal for me personally. Um, so we live, you know, in Colorado now and we live in like one of the snowiest places. We've got like 60 inches over the last oh, like know. week. So um, you can ski everywhere in town. It's like so much fun. And so I'm a huge snow skier. And so the, the second I got pregnant with Ella, I started dreaming of skiing with her. Like she's my ski partner. And so this is like, talk about building things up and expectations in your head. I've been like dying to do this with my family forever. And up until this point, skiing has been, oh my gosh. I mean, if you take your kids skiing, you know, it's brutal, the equipment and they turn into wet noodles and it's, you're exhausted. And then it was snowing and windy. And so anyways, they got lessons for Christmas and, um, they took two, only two lessons. And then, I mean, it was like, it's like riding a bike, I guess, like all of a sudden it was like, oh, I know how to do this. 
And so one of my goals for 2023 was to ski as a family of four with no one needing help and everyone able to take care of their equipment. And we did that um, on New Year's Day, actually. And so I like banged one of my goals out the very first day That's of the awesome. year, which was hugely sad. And it was just, it was less about the goal, more about I understand the joy of skiing and, um, they were having a hard time because they were seeing all their friends that have lived here forever and getting very frustrated that they weren't at their level. And I just kept telling them like, look, it's a switch and you're a kid. And as soon as that switches, you're going to be going. And then they did. And, and just the joy to see them like be able to do it on their own and their confidence. And, um, I don't know, it taught me a lot it's a long lesson. And so if you're listening and you want to ski or hike or do something like travel a long ways, like endurance wise with your kids, you just have to do it. And you have to muddle through the meltdowns and continue to be positive light about it. Like how you were saying, being the container, I didn't want to flip out and I wanted to, but I didn't want them to see that because I wanted them to associate skiing as fun and not as like everyone's melting and, you know, equipment's hard and I'm sweating because it can be that. And, um, but they just seemed like they got over the hump and it was a really big growth lesson and a really big, um, and it's just something fun we can all do together here, which is wonderful. So that was a big, like, yay thing in our holiday. Um, but otherwise we were, we bought a house this year and we had to do a lot of renovations because it was built in 1875 and it just sits on the ground. <laughs> so we decided to, I'd say over the last five years, I've scaled back Christmas nearly every single year. This time it, my theme of Christmas was simple. And I kept telling everybody that this is simple. It's simple. What do we need? You know, you can have, of course, one thing you want or enjoy, but for the most part, like we're going to keep it simple. And we did. And it was so wonderful. They played with every single thing that they got. They were excited for the things that they needed because they were still kind of fun, but they needed them like snow equipment and things. Um, and it was just, really simple. And I think it's a great time because I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. So they're really starting to like remember everything. So I don't think they even are going to remember the Christmases where we were Looney Tunes and there were way too many presents under the tree. I think now I can start, you know, this is how it is. You get, you know, three or four presents and you're, you know, you have your stocking and Sienna brings you a gift. And so it was, just really simple and nice. And that was wonderful to me. Um, and they kept saying that they had the best Christmas ever. Aww. So I know. So it's like such a good, we put so much, there's so much pressure on the holidays. And, you know, I saw so many posts and things about 
you know, moms being overworked that time of year and, you know, dad's just showing up at Christmas and not knowing what's under the tree. And there's just all this stuff. And for the first time in my life as an adult, I didn't feel any of that in my home. And it was really nice. There was no rushing. There was no last minute wrapping. There was no like, oh my gosh, I didn't send a gift to this person. I literally called the people that I love and I told them like, I love you. I'm not sending any gifts this year. I just love you. And, yeah. um, you don't need anything anyways. And they were, all of them were like, you're absolutely right. We'd rather talk to you or FaceTime with you. Um, so yeah. So my word again, I think for this year is simple and, and also content. I used to confuse being content with boredom and I'm learning that it's very different. And I'm for the first time in my life, very content it looks on the outside boredom. Like I don't go anywhere and I don't do like a ton of things, but they're simple things. They're outdoors. They're things with my family. Um, I don't overwhelm myself with work. So I'm going to continue with simple for the, for the year. I think that's so beautiful. I haven't thought of my word yet for the year, but maybe it's that too. I mean, I feel like that's all we're ever trying to do is get back to a place of contentment and simplicity, right? Um, yeah, it's interesting about how your girls responded to a simple Christmas. We were gone on Christmas, you know, and I have to say the only thing my daughter said she missed was the tree. She oh. never mentioned opening 95 presents on Christmas day. And we don't do 95 presents, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she mentioned the tree. And so I, I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, she misses the tradition of just being home and waking up and having the, we didn't do a tree cause we were going to be gone. And, um, and I was like, oh, that's what she misses. Not, not all the crap. <laughs> You should you know? just get her a little bitty tree and put it in her room for January. Totally. Totally. <laughs> just for nostalgic yes. reasons. Yeah, you know, I agree. They, we, we as parents want to give our kids stuff and it's so yeah. hard not to, especially that time of year. It's like your birthday. You just want to give them everything. I no. feel it inside, but then I have to like check myself and I'm like, is this, is this really necessary? Yeah. Like, and, and what does it, set them up for in the future and right. then what does it set them up for with their own families suddenly they're the mom that's running around like a crazy person trying to wrap gifts on Christmas Eve I don't want them to do that so if they don't see it then hopefully simplicity will follow them into their holidays later in life is my hope yeah totally I mean you're definitely setting the stage for that you know um I think that that would be a really nice piece of homework actually is thinking about a word as a theme for the year. You know, people have all different relationships with goals and new year's resolutions and intentions, but I too have learned over the years to really keep um, a more vague word that can mm -hmm. kind of be the intention behind everything that we yes. do, you know? Yes. And so that I think is more powerful than maybe all the other stuff. I mean, fine, set the goals, right? Like yeah. that's not what this is about, but I think deciding the energy for the year, deciding your like overall attitude for the year is really great. Yeah. So I'll share this as an ending thing. So we did our, so the library is a part of the town and I'm a town staff member. So we had like a beginning of the year vision board 
um, nice. and our, our town admin administrator is amazing. She's the most mindful person. She always has us do mindfulness practices. So anyways, we did this vision board, really simple. Like we had magazines and a piece of paper, so it wasn't crazy, but I want to show you one of the things. Okay. So of course they're simple, but right here you see hunt brothers pizza. Do you know why that's on there? I get really aggravated in the past when things are happening and then the house is crazy and someone says, let's just have pizza. And Hunt Brothers is the pizza place here. And it, I've, you know, I've meal planned and I've shopped and suddenly inside this is, <laughs> so this is on my vision board to remind me, it's okay. It's okay to have a day and to have planned everything and to go home and for everybody to be in a completely different space and for me to make a game call and say, we're having pizza. Yay! Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> yes. so, yeah. And Barrett loved that. He was like, it's my favorite thing on your vision board. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to be able, it's, a, it's tied to the simplicity. Yeah. And so when you think about these things, think about little things like that, the little tiny things that drive you nuts in the day that maybe you could just let go of you know, and it, it really is freeing for me. Like, I'm like, we might have pizza three times a week. <laughs> um, totally, right. Everyone's fed and it's fine. Yeah. And it's simple and everybody's happy. Actually, <laughs> everybody's so happy when I cook and it gives you some breathing room. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as the mama and as really the leader of the family, um, that's huge for you. It's huge for us as women. So I encourage everybody, you don't have to make a vision board. It really was fun though. Just go through magazines and clip out things that, you know, you want to as aspire to do this year. Um, and that's what I did. And I'll show you, look right in the middle, see this happy family of four all on their own yes. skis. That was my goal. And it's right smack in the middle. So they're really, I mean, this this is a very strong mindfulness practice that can rewire your brain. It's very scientific and seeing it up all year really does a lot. I believe in them. So, but you coming up with the word is just as powerful. And that's why simple is in the middle of mine. I just want to keep things simple, whatever the situation I try to just, just like you said, it's a vague word, but in all situations I can usually apply it. So I hope yeah. everybody comes up with a good word. I hope you come up with a good word and um, I sure am looking forward to this year. Me too. Great to catch up with you, my friend, and I'll see you next week. You too. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.